for those of you who asked me to hit you up when I was doing this episode, I hit you up. So please, if you could make it to the episode, I would so appreciate that. Can y'all hear me now? Can someone like drop a thumbs up or a yes in the comments for me? Thank you, Sam. Thank you so much, beautiful. I really appreciate that. Hey, gorgeous. Hey, Colleen. Yes, thank you. <laughs> it wasn't you, sis. It was me. I forgot to unmute myself. You know, that's how I do. Hey, Cuzzo. I see you in the comments. What's good, cuz? Thanks for jumping on. Listen, y'all, tonight is going to be a super intimate conversation. Um, it is not the typical format. I have no guests tonight. I'm not doing anything spectacular. I'm literally, Tiff, girl, water, okay? And I'm going to get into why I'm drinking water in a minute. But um, I really appreciate it if y'all stick around. This I was just talking to one of my diamond leaders. Shout out to my VS and VVS diamonds. I love y'all. Um, but I was just talking to one of them, like, I'm actually nervous about this episode. And I ain't never nervous jumping on Hustle and Shine. We're family. And so I'm never really nervous about being on here. But for some reason, I was like legit shaking. Like, oh my God, I'm really about to be naked in front of so many people. And it's easy to do it from my books, right? Like when I write my stories in my books and share on my blog or share, you know, in a caption, I feel kind of protected by the words, right? But to actually be on camera and speaking from such a vulnerable place, this is new for me. And it's very scary. And like, I'm legit shaking, but I'm gonna get through it because my desire is um, to help someone. I really, really want to help not just women, but if I could help a dude, if I could help one of our gents, I'd be really happy. Yes, Tiff, drinking water and minding our own business, girl. Listen, I'm on some, I'm on water flow. Thank you, Sam. All right, so I see a couple of numbers. I see those numbers going up. I'm gonna go ahead and get started. Welcome to all my gems and gents. I am the team of Cherie Queen Pen of TGI and the Diamond Writers here with a very special episode, kicking off season two of the Hustle and Shine podcast. Um, I'm starting this season off with a story time, if you will. I will be engaging in the comments. I will be talking you know, to you, but for the most part, I'm really just going to be sharing um, my story of healing, my journey of healing since a very real breakup um, and how that's really changed my life. Not just the breakup, but what the work that I started to do after the breakup and what the breakup prompted. And deep in my healing journey, I've learned two things, start everything with intention and gratitude. And so I want to do that now. So first off, my intention for this episode is this is not the tea. So if you came for tea on the breakup and you want to hear how it happened and you want to hear me bashing him or bashing men in general, go ahead, gather your things. This is, that's your exit, boo, because that's not what this episode is about. My intention is to help and to inspire someone um, who may be going through a breakup, recently gone through a breakup, or really just feeling lost after a relationship. What I'm going to share tonight is focusing on that. So again, if this ain't for you, gather your things. We'll catch you on the next episode because there's no tea here. This is going to be mature dialogue. 
Um, and then gratitude. I really want to thank all of you who are on live, who may catch the replay of this, who may listen to it on Spotify. Thank you for supporting the Hustle and Shine podcast. Thank you for supporting the Diamond Writers. And thank you for supporting TGI and the team of Cherie. It means so much to me to have folks who believe in what I'm trying to do um, and who are a part of what I'm trying to do. So to my diamonds, I see your shine. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for dealing with me during this time. Um, and for those who are rooting for me in terms of my healing and my growth, thank you so much. I know a lot of people were rooting for me to fail. Um, folks are smiling that the relationship is over and that's cool. That is totally okay because that comes with life, right? Whenever you're trying to do something with yourself, you're going to have people um, who hate on it. So I listen, I ain't special. Um, not at all. All right. So wait, when me and mine broke up today. Oh, no. Okay, we're going to get to that because we're going to talk about that. We're we going to talk about that in a moment. So anyway, um, <laughs> I'm going to definitely reach out to you after this to talk. So to, to again, the name of the show um, is called Savage. I feel like I have become savage after my breakup. Um, before I get into what that acronym stands for and what savage means to me, I want to first give some background and some context on the relationship. Um, many of you know, I was in a relationship with a really dope man, like really, really awesome guy. We had a very public relationship. Um, we posted a lot about each other. We shared our love with a lot of people um, on social media and those closest to us. And then we had a very private breakup, which I'm extremely grateful for. Many people didn't even know we were broken up until I started to post, um, you know, funny memes or things about being single again. And so I, until I started really talking about this healing journey that I'm in right now, um, folks started to reach out to me like, wait, what? Y'all are not together. I did notice there wasn't as many pictures, but I just thought that's the season you were in. And so, yes, I am confirming that he and I are no longer together. Um, what I will say is that he is an amazing dude, like really an amazing dude. Um, I was treated like a queen. I was respected. I was appreciated. I was adored. I was all of those things. And I loved him so much. I still love him to this day. And so I know you're probably like, well, why the hell did y'all break up? Right? Why are y'all not together? Well, what many of us do, you know, he and I were not exempt. We got together prematurely. He was not completely over the, the ending of his marriage. He was still working through a lot of that. And I was two months out of a prior relationship. And so us meeting and getting together prematurely eventually broke the relationship. Um, there were a lot of things that we needed to work through individually that we could not seem to fix collectively. And it started to put a strain on the relationship to the point where we eventually it, we just couldn't make it. And so I decided to end the relationship in April, um, April of this year, and really focus on my healing and my growth and focus on myself. Um, and I believe he's doing the same thing. We don't really talk, but I know the man that he is and the, the caliber and character that he has. He's likely working on himself because, that's you know, again, he was working on himself in the relationship. And so I'm sure he's continuing that. Um because of that breakup, it was so hard for those closest to me, um, especially my VS and VVS diamonds. They know 
I broke up the same week of the, the first leg of our book tour and I was a mess and they held me together. So again, shout out to my diamonds. Um, it was a hard, hard breakup. Like, don't let these posts fool you. Don't let these jokes, don't let these this makeup and these braids. I struggled for months um, with letting that relationship go because of everything that he meant to me and everything that I thought we were building. And initially, you want to become bitter, right? That's the first thing you want to do is be angry. You want to be bitter. You want to bash the, you know, your ex. You want to talk reckless about your ex. And I was just in a different mindset because of everything I learned in the relationship. I had learned so much about myself and about love and about collaboration and about sharing, um, humility, submission. I learned so much in the relationship that it caused me to handle the breakup so differently. Um, prior relationships, when I would break up with the person, you know, I would end the relationship. I, listen, I'd be talking reckless. I'd be cussing them out. Just, just negativity, right? I would respond in negativity. In this relationship, I literally responded by finding myself. Like I started this amazing inward, you know, healing journey. And so that's what I want to share. That is what I refer to as savage. Um, the first thing about my savage journey is I started with self-reflection and shadow work. That is the first thing I did, not self-critique. Let me let me clarify and say self-criticizing is not the same as reflecting. Reflecting says, what did I do to cause the demise? What did I contribute to the demise of this relationship? It ended because of what? What part did I own? That was the first thing that I did. And again, not in a negative way, not in a victim way, not in a blaming way, but in a mature way. Like there were things that you did wrong in this relationship. What were they? How did they make him feel? How did they make you feel? And y'all, if y'all see me looking down, it's because I got notes. OK, that's how deep this is. Sis is prepared. OK, she got notes. <laughs> and so um, I was looking at myself in a comprehensive and holistic way. I was looking at my moods, my attitudes, the way I was speaking to him. Was I respectful? Was I considerate? And again, not because I could go back and fix it, but because I need to mature. I need to grow so that this doesn't happen again, so that this does not show up in future relationships. And so that's pretty much what I did. I spent real significant time. I'm not talking two days, y'all. I'm, I'm not talking a few days. I'm not talking hours. I'm talking weeks and months of revisiting myself, revisiting my notes that I took prior when I examined myself and areas and gave myself credit for areas that I saw growth. Like, OK, I'm actually growing here. I actually recognize where I hurt him here. And maybe I was doing the same thing to my kids. Maybe I was not considering my children or friends of mine or family members. And so it really does make you look at all of your relationships, how you relate to people, period, not just your lover or your friend. Um, and so that's something that I, I did. And I spent a lot of time doing that. Like I said, I acknowledged, you know, what I contribute, contributed to the demise of the relationship. The next thing I did, y'all, and this is huge, I identified my own voids and holes that I was forcing him to fill. I thought about the insecurities that I brought into this relationship that came from prior relationships or just in general as a woman that I was forcing on him to make me feel secure. 
where were the voids and holes that I was looking for my mate to fill that really were my responsibility to fill either, you know, fulfill it in, in my relationship with God, fulfill it in fixing, you know, relationships with my parents, wherever created the holes. I literally had to conduct a who hurt me analysis to figure out where are these holes coming from? Some of them were self-inflicted. Some of them were from upbringing and childhood. Some of them were from prior relationships. Some of them were from friendships, you know, just feeling inadequate in my friendships. And I realized how much pressure that probably put on him, me trying to make him fix me instead of me fixing me. So that's the next thing I did. Um, another thing I did, y'all not going to like this, ooh, but I'm going to say it. I had to sit still and let it hurt. I had to sit in that hurt. That shit is not fun. Okay. It, it's like stepping on a Lego barefoot or banging a shin on the end of the bed. Oh, it was painful to sit in that hurt. Um, there's this song that I love by this girl. I think her name is Anaya. She's an indie artist. And her lyric says, um, and it hurt, but I let it. I let it because I needed the pain. I wanted to feel it because it will teach me never to go back there again. And I literally sat with those lyrics. And when I remember I wrote it on a post-it note and I sat with that and just let it hurt. Not to the point where it became damaging or again, where I became bitter or angry, but just because sometimes we try to like get through something with dating prematurely or a whole phase. Okay, pause for reaction. Some of y'all jump into a whole phase and then create more work for you to do later, but whatever. I ain't got time for that episode. Um, we put on our heartbreak recovery playlist and just keep playing and looping songs that keep us in a depressive energy and in a depressive state and still never really deal with it. And one of the things that I've learned is you can't even deal with the breakup. You got to feel your way through that. You can't, it, it, there is no dealing with it. You have to feel your way through it. And that was the hardest part. Oh my God. That was the hardest part, y'all. I'm, I'm being completely 100 with y'all. That was the part that I thought I could literally feel my heart breaking in my chest. But I sat in it because I knew this is the only healthy way to get on the other side of this. Because if not, I'll find another dude to try to repair and band-aid or pacify me. Or I'll find more shopping. Y'all know I shop like I'm crazy. OK, I didn't even allow myself to shop. No Fashion Nova, no Macy's. I didn't hit the mall. Nothing. I said, you're not doing anything that you would normally do to get through stuff like this. I promised myself six months ago when um, when I ended the relationship, I said, from now on, when given the opportunity, I will make a different choice, no matter what it is. If I always buy Aquafina water, I'm going to start buying Dasani. If I always, you know, wear a certain color, I'm going to start. I said, no matter what it is, every time I'm given a choice, I will make a, I mean, every time I'm given, you know, an opportunity, I'm going to make a different choice. And so in this, I didn't do what I normally do after a breakup. I didn't go out with my girls. I didn't turn up. I didn't cut my hair. No, I'm lying. I did cut my hair. Okay, I did cut my hair. But I didn't do <laughs> what I normally do. I didn't do all the shopping and all of that. I sat in my pain. I sat in my hurt and I dealt with myself. So I hope that part helps somebody. Don't date prematurely. Do not have a whole face. Do not. That ain't going to help nothing. I promise you. That ain't going to help nothing. Um, 
And then another thing I didn't do, I did not lean on friends right away. Eventually I did, but not right away. Because sometimes people mean well, um, but they think talking negatively about your mate or your ex is going to help you. They think it's going to soothe you and it doesn't. It actually makes it worse. You know, people mean well, and they want to help you because they don't want to see you hurt. But sometimes they can't help because they've never dealt with their own hurt. So they're looking at your situation through the lens that broke them. And that's not going to help nobody. So make sure that you're very careful about, you know, who you're talking to when you're still very raw and very vulnerable. Wait till you've had some time to deal with yourself. Um, I worked on my mindset and my heart condition. I think I kind of already talked about that. And then the last thing I did more recently, like maybe the last few weeks, I assessed my dating pattern because I have a track record of failed relationships. And as much as women want to blame the dudes, it's the dudes, it's the guys. Yeah, it's not always them. It's, it's some of us. Some of us got some issues. <laughs> some of us got some stuff we don't want to work through. We think our bodies is good enough or we think having a pretty face is good enough. And so we're not working on anything intrinsically. We're not doing anything to build our character, to make us more supportive, to teach us how to shut our mouths. Yes, I'm going there because that was an attainment issue. I ain't know when to shut up. I just... I had to have the last word in every argument and I had to, he had to know how I felt. And what did that do? It didn't help nothing. It did not help anything. And so now I'm learning like, yeah, sometimes you just need to shut up. He don't need to know everything that you're thinking or feeling. Talk about it another time, write it in your journal, call your home girl. Your man don't always need to hear it. And so again, I had to look at myself and assess my dating patterns. What type of men am I attracting? How am I acting in these relationships? Um, am I expecting too much too soon? Am I giving too much too soon? Those are some of the things that I began to assess and deal with myself. And then I did an analysis, like my, I did a realization of needs versus wants and standards versus expectations. And I'm not going into detail about that. Y'all can, can do that. Like, just Google it. It'll come up. So that's my S for savage is self-reflection, shadow work, introspection, whatever you want to call it. That's pretty much what I did. Um, the next thing I did, you know, during my savage healing journey, as I'm calling it, is acceptance. I accepted that the relationship was over. This is something that many of us have an issue with. Uh, we see it all the time in, you know, on social media and in the news where a spouse will go and kill somebody because he don't want to let them go or he or she or a girlfriend is, is slashing tires and doing, you know, silly stuff like that because they don't want to let the person go. We don't own the people that we date. Falling in love with someone does not is not ownership. You don't own them. They don't own you. That's I hate that term. I'm gonna lock him down. I'm gonna lock her down. I don't want to be in anything locked down. I don't. I don't. I don't like jail, <laughs> and I don't like anything that resembles jail. And so again, we have to work on that mentality. Like these are not. They don't belong. Our children don't belong to us. Our children belong to God. We're. We're. This is. You know what I'm saying? We're stewards over our kids, and it's no different than these relationships. Um, and so be very careful of that. I just wanted to throw that out there. But I accepted that the relationship was over and I had to detach completely. And sometimes it's hard to do because you've spent, you know, time and energy and space with someone, you've built something with this person and now all of a sudden it has to be snatched away from you 
um, or you have to let it go. And sometimes our ego and our pride don't like that. It ain't always our heart. You know, people are like, I can't let go of my heart. It ain't your heart, girl. That's your ego. Your ego don't want to lose. Your ego don't want to see this man that you, you love with another woman. You know, we always use that phrase like, you know, I'm the one that built him up. And then he went and been, he was great for another woman. No, 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 no. That's not how that works. He was great because he was great and had the potential to be great. Did you provide the environment and the space for that to show up? And again, we don't want to deal with ourselves. We want to talk about what we did for him and how we contributed to him being who he is. And now this other woman gets the benefit. She likely gets the benefit because one, he's probably ready to be that version of himself now. And two, she's probably providing the space for him to be that version of himself. And so again, not yours. He's not yours no more. Let him go. Detach. Don't stalk his page. Don't have your homegirl stalking his page. Thank God I ain't got friends like that. Because even if I was that kind of female, not one of my homies would be on his page for me. They'd be like, Tima, mm -mm, you're healing right now. Move on. Get you some mm -mm homegirls. Okay. Get you some mm -mm girlfriends. That's not even going to let you act like that. They went, I couldn't do no ride down there.com and never let by, nobody rob me past his house. Got nothing. I had to completely detach from the relationship. No communicating with him. No communicating with his people. No stalking his page. I mean, I did send a couple of emails. I'll keep it real. I sent some emails. But even after a while, I had to stop that because it kept reopening what I was trying to close, what I was trying to heal. So don't, so don't do that. Don't do no reach out. Don't do no, no like, let's talk. Because y'all know that's going to turn into talk sex. Like, mm -mm, mm -mm. just cut it off. Just cut it off. Unfollow him. Unfriend him. Delete the photos and the videos out your phone. I'm telling y'all, like, let that stuff go. And it's not to act as if he never existed, he or she never existed in your life. It's not to erase the relationship or the memory of the relationship. Right now, you don't need those reminders. And y'all know Facebook been f***ing me up, okay? Because Facebook does memories. And so all the memories from last year in our relationship keep popping up. And I'm like, seriously, do I need to do I need to reach out to Matt myself? Like this, I can't with the memories. I was trying to figure out how to cut it off in my settings. I just, because it was too much. It's too much when you're trying to move on. And so help yourself by letting go. Cut things off, you know, get rid of, the text threads, get rid of the voicemails, whatever you was holding on to, let it go. It's going to help you to heal and move on. Um, another tip that falls under acceptance is do not romanticize the relationship. Don't do that because, again, it's going to keep you stuck. Now, again, my relationship was great when it was great, but it was also not great when it wasn't great. We had some, some, we had some moments, okay? And when you're missing the person and you're feeling lonely and you're feeling, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm missing, I'm losing out on this, this person. You'll start to romanticize a relationship and only remember all the good stuff. You're only going to remember the sexy stuff. You're only going to remember the fun stuff. No, nope, no, nope, there were some tough times. And you're not going to think about those because of the mental state that you're in. And that's why I'm trying to stress that you take care of your mind and your heart during this savage journey. So don't, don't romanticize because romanticizing makes it harder to move on. And if that's your goal to move on and to heal and move forward, 
you cannot do that telling yourself how awesome the relationship was, even if it wasn't perfect or, you know, nothing's perfect, but y'all get what I'm saying. Um, and then the last thing I put down for acceptance in the acceptance savage phase is, you know, make moving on your goal, like move on. And what I mean by that is don't move on in a way that you're nasty toward him or bitter. Like if I saw him, I'm like, hey, how you doing? What I say is move on, meaning move on from what you fantasize the relationship was going to be. Move on from what you feel like you lost. You know, we invest time and energy and resources and money into these relationships. And sometimes we can't let go and move on because we're stuck on what we spent. or We're stuck on the romantic gestures that we've done for him. Or we're stuck on the things that he was able to produce or she was able to produce in a relationship that you no longer have. Make moving on the goal. Just, just press forward. So I'm going to pause right there because I see a ton of comments. So I'm going to get to some of these comments. And then I'm going to give y'all the rest of my SAVAGE acronym. Damn. Okay, let me go back some. Um, hey, Daisha. Hey, Alana. Thank y'all so much for being on here. I so appreciate it. Oh, hey, sis. Period. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see you, sis. You want to... Um, my sister says... Period, sis. You wanted him to fix you instead of you fixing you a whole word. I'm telling you, that was my reality for a long time. My cousin says, hey, Christina, with your gorgeous self. She says, I went straight to the Lord, started getting active in the church community and volunteering. Helped tremendously. I agree. I agree. Pouring into others and pouring in, you know, pouring into something outside of yourself definitely will help you to heal. My diamond sister says, we put a band-aid on it instead of healing. Guilty. Girl, you see, I got a whole episode behind it. That's that's the story of my life. That's what I'm here trying to work through now. Hey, Tiara, that's my cousin, y'all. She says, I am in a premature relationship right now. You have me wondering what can be done to protect it. This is deep. Wow. Cuz, we could chat. Seriously. Um, but talk to him first, of course. But I'm here if you ever want to talk. If you ever want to talk, All right, I'm going to take two more comments and I'm going to get back to my acronym because I ain't trying to hold y'all all night. My cousin Tiffany says, dear Meta, we don't need the reminder sometimes. Sincerely us. No, amen. No, amen. Matt, Meta, who's listening? It's too much. Like it, it really be too much. It really be too much. My boo thing, the VP of the Diamond Riders, Melly Mel says, relax, relate, release. Come on, Whitney, Whitley Gilbert. I need it. No, seriously, I really need it. Um, <laughs> y'all are absolutely right though. Uh, but I want to move on to my next acronym or the next letter in my acronym for savage is, um, to vibrate higher. When you've gone through self-reflection and you've gone through acceptance, now what? Like my cousin Christina just said, getting into volunteering, pouring into others, doing something outside of yourself is a great way to vibrate higher. It takes you out of the victim stage and it takes you out of a selfish state. And what I mean by selfish, an unhealthy selfish state. And it makes you focus on something outside of yourself. And so some of the things that I was doing to vibrate higher um, for the benefit of myself and others around me was, you know, I started working on mindfulness. Um, I started prioritizing self-care and soul care. And what I mean by that is like literally taking time to invoke peace, taking time to meditate, 
um, taking time to read again. I had lost, you know, my love for reading at one point. I know, right? Y'all want me to pause for that? Me, Natima, the book enthusiast. I literally had stopped reading for months. Um, I had lost my love and my zeal for it because of what I was going through. And so I started to get back to those things. Like I said, I was meditating, accepting that the relationship was over. I wasn't judging myself. I did not judge myself. I did not say, well, damn, Tima, you know, this is relationship failed number four. What you doing? Nope. I didn't do any of that because this is life. Okay. This happens in life. People just break up is what happens. I became patient with myself and the situation. I did not rush my healing. I'm taking my sweet time to heal. Um, I was being present, like literally being present. I took my daughter's to the Bahamas this summer um, on our family vacation. We go every year for my youngest daughter's birthday. And I remember saying to myself, this is the first time I actually like heard my kids laugh. And what I mean by that, my children laugh all the time. They always laugh and they silly, but it was the first time I was present enough and still enough to literally hear their laugh. and. I don't know if you get what I'm saying, the level of, of depth that I'm trying to explain it. There was no phone in my hands distracting me. There was no TV playing in the background. I wasn't thinking about work. I wasn't thinking about the diamonds and our book coming out, shameless plug, okay? I wasn't doing any of that. I was present in the moment with my kids and I got to enjoy the beautiful sound of their laughter and their joy, like literally the joy that they had just being with their mommy. It was the best feeling in the world. But I realized had I not made the intention and made it intentional to vibrate higher and to raise my frequency, raise my vibration to a new frequency, I wouldn't have caught that. Y'all ever like, you know, listening to a radio and you're trying to find your station, y'all, this is old school, this is for the grown folk, okay? Y'all young folk, y'all may not know what I'm talking about. But as grown folk, okay, 85 and, and you know, and um and uh, and down, y'all remember before the buttons, we had to use that stupid dial to find Kiss FM and to find Hot 97 and all of that. And if you didn't get on that correct frequency, you wasn't getting a clear, you weren't getting clear, um, you know, reception. You weren't getting the the show. Well, who was on back then? Um, the two dudes. Everybody used to listen to them in the morning. Wendy Williams used to be on. Angie Martinez. If you wanted to hear the newest Bad Boys record, your ass better be on the right frequency, okay? That's how I felt about that moment. I had tuned in to Tima's life in that moment because I chose to raise my vibration. I chose to be on a higher frequency. And so everything around me became more sensitive. I was more sensitive to peace. I was more sensitive to my children and their presence, their gifts, you know, what makes them smile. I was more sensitive to even foods. Things became more salty. I was like, oh, I don't want to eat that. Like my body started to respond to the frequency I had, you know, elevated to. I can't even eat certain things no more. It's like my body rejects it because when you make the decision and then you line up your energy and you line up your thoughts, everything has to flow. You like, I can't, I can't even do certain things no more. Y'all see all I drink is water. I ain't had an alcohol beverage or a sip of soda in months because of the changes that I've made mentally are now starting to manifest physically. So I can't eat salty foods no more. They literally make me sick. I can't stand sweet stuff no more. Everything about me is changing because of one decision. And so you become super sensitive 
to everything on that frequency. I don't respond to certain things no more. I'm not fighting about stuff no more. Um, I lost my car a couple of weeks ago in a, a car accident. I was hit by 18 wheeler on 285. Old Tima would have been cussing, hollering, trying to fix it myself, trying to control what was out of my control. Literally, I have been like, people are like, when you get a new car? I don't know when it comes. I am no longer investing energy and stressing myself over stuff I just can't control. That's between them and USAA and who's going to give me my money. But I'm not going to keep calling them and chasing them. The check will come when it comes. And when it comes, I'll go shop for a new car. Until then, Uber, Lyft, Homegirl, Jessica, somebody come get me. And it literally, again, it changes how you operate. It changes how you interact and how you feel. I am no longer investing in what I can't control. I'm no longer stressing about what I can't control. It is what it is. It's my new attitude. So I just want, that was off script, but I just wanted to share that. Like raise your vibration, seek a higher frequency and watch the things around you start to change. Watch you feel more peaceful. Watch things that used to irritate the hell out of you, not even be on your radar. Like when my ex-husband would call me, my skin would boil. I'd be like, oh, now I'd be like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Back to what I was doing. People don't have that power anymore. And it's because I chose to stand in my own power. And so it's going to change how you interact with people. And eventually it's going to change how people interact with you. Um, one thing I want to also recommend, my sister Tanisha recommended this to me. And it was one of the best things I've done for myself is I did a uh, chakra cleanse and a Reiki healing therapy session. I ain't going to go no further into it because that's not my lane. I'm still learning about it, but it really helped me a lot. So again, chakra cleansing and Reiki healing therapy. Y'all might want to look into that. It really helped me. I mean, church works too. Prayer in the altar, absolutely. But God has also created these other elements and these other avenues and conduits for healing, and they work, and they've helped me a lot. So if interested, definitely try it. Um, counseling and therapy has helped me so much in this journey. I love my therapist. She's probably one of the dopest Black women I've ever met in my life, um, next to Taraji, who I met last week, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, talk to a trained and licensed therapist to help you. Family is helpful. Thank you, family. I love y'all. But you need somebody who's professional, somebody who's been trained to deal with the human mind and the heart, who knows how to deal with emotions, who knows how to help you talk through your stuff. OK, again, friends and family are awesome. Love them. I needed a trained professional to say, no, no, Tima, that's you. That See that? Here's this miracle. That's all you. Get you together. A trained professional going to do that because they ain't got nothing to lose. They ain't trying to be your friend. They ain't trying to have you at the cookout, so they don't care if your feelings are hurt. They want you healed. And so that's my recommendation to get you get you, get you, you on somebody's couch, get some time on somebody's couch. It's, it's okay. Jesus knows. For my folks who are like, I can't leave the altar. Yes, you can. Get on somebody's couch. He blessed them too. He trained them too. It's okay. Uh, the last thing I want to say under vibrating higher is... Um, Okay, a lot. It's not the last thing. One of the other things I want to say under vibrating higher is being kind to yourself. Not the same as treating yourself. Treating yourself is buying stuff or doing stuff. When I'm saying be kind to yourself is being patient with your progress. Forgive yourself. 
love on yourself sometimes. I read this book called um, The High Five Method or something like that, where she said she gives herself a high five in the mirror every morning. And at first it felt really silly to her, but eventually the, the, the type of energy that comes with that, whenever you do something well with your kids, what do you do? You high five them. That's what the coach do. They high five. There's something, there's a message, a subliminal and unspoken message that comes with that celebration of a high five. And so I said, hmm, I wonder if I would have the same effect if I just hug myself. And so that's what I would do to be kind to myself. After my journaling, after my meditation, I would just wrap my arms around myself and say, Tima, you got this. And it felt amazing because there's no one here to hug me. My baby don't want me to hug her no more. She's six now. She's too old for hugs. I don't have a man right now. So I have to love on me. And so that's literally what I did. And it did feel silly at first. But now, girl, let me get through a day and don't hug myself. I'm like, oh, girl, I'm sorry. Let me not disrespect you. Let me hug on you. Let me love on you today. And so make sure that you're showing yourself love. It helps you to ground yourself and it really helps you to center yourself and then focus on what you value. And what I value right now is me, me and peace. Okay, me and peace. I value me and peace. Um, some other things I've been doing, journaling. I journal a lot. It really helps to get the emotions out because sometimes I don't know what to say. I'll have a feeling of... Um, insecurity or inadequacy, or I'll all of a sudden feel angry or overwhelmed, and I don't know why. Journaling helps me to not only identify where that is coming from, what's the source of that emotion, but it helps me to channel it. Because if I put it on paper, then it's not going to come out my mouth. If I put it on paper, it's not going to. I'm not. It's not going to resonate in my atmosphere because I've already gotten rid of that. And sometimes we need to dump that energy, that negative energy that's coming from us, that's literally steaming off of us into something else. Put that thing on paper so that your children don't have to feel it. Your, your boss don't have to feel it. Your homegirls don't have to feel it. Get rid of it. Get it out. Get it off of you. Put it on paper. So I journal a lot. I was literally in the middle of a Zoom call today. I was like, you know what? Mm -mm. I don't like how I'm feeling right now. Let me straight on a Zoom call. Just started journaling. I don't like the way I feel right now. I cannot explain why, but I feel uneasy. Something's bothering me. And I just got it off. And then I was able to finish my Zoom call without cursing nobody out at work. Y'all see that growth? Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> the next thing I want to say is celebrate the small wins. I celebrated myself today. I was proud that I stopped what I was doing to journal and get that thing off of me, get that energy off of me so that it didn't ruin the rest of my day. I promised myself no more bad days. No more bad days. I might have a bad moment. I might have a bad few hours, but I am no longer throwing the entire day away. That's an insult to God. When we get to wake up to new mercies and grace every day, and then we got the nerve to call the whole day bad, God probably like, what the? how is the entire day bad? Like you're breathing, you're alive, you have a roof over your head, you have family that love, like there, it's not a bad day. It was a bad moment. And so I encourage you, if that's you and you had the habit of throwing the whole day away like I used to, God would cancel the whole day. Y'all know how they cancel culture? I would cancel the whole day. This whole day is stupid. It'd be 1045. It, girl, you ain't even make it to noon and the whole day is not worth it. Mm -mm. No more bad days. So I might have a bad few moments. I might have a bad few hours. But my days are blessed. My days are amazing. They're an opportunity for me to do better, for me to try again, for me to go hard for myself. So if that's you, that's for you. That was free. No more bad days. Okay. Um, nurture positive relationships. This is so important because again, 
some people mean well. <laughs> they really do. But they want to sit and bash your ex. They want to sit and talk reckless about your ex. That ain't going to help. No, nurture the healthy relationships, the people that care about you being whole again, about you finding your way back to you. Those are the, I'm, that's all I'm going to say on that. Um, one of the other things that I've recently done that have helped a lot, and y'all may have noticed because some of my followers on Instagram was like, there you go, where you been? I did a social media detox and it was necessary. Oh, was it necessary? Because after a breakup, all of a sudden, everything on your damn timeline is relationship goals, black love. I said, if I see another, I was like, you know what? Let me stay off social media for a couple of weeks because this is not helping me. And again, those memories kept popping up on Facebook, Instagram. All I saw was the new, what's that show? Zach and Tima, that relationship show. And oh God, I was like, I can't take no more. No more black love. I'm all black love out. Okay. I, I need a break from Black Love right now. And so I did a social media detox. Um, I also realized there's a lot of helpful people on social media, right? Everybody wanna teach you how to secure the bag. Everybody wanna teach you how to be your greatest self. But there ain't a lot of happy, healthy people on social media. It's like, y'all helpful, right? Y'all got a lot to offer. But how many of y'all are actually happy? How many of y'all are actually healed and whole and healthy. And so I said, yeah, it's time to get off this energy so that I can avoid social comparison, so that I can avoid feeling like, you know, like I'm lacking something because everybody seemed to be booed up all of a sudden now that I'm out of my relationship. Ain't that crazy how that happened? When you don't have something, all of a sudden everybody else seem like they do. That's your perception. Just want you to know that's your mind lying to you. Everybody ain't happy in a relationship. It just seems that way because you're not. That was free. So yeah, do a social media detox as a vibrating higher, um, you know, attempt or whatever. Like if that's your V for your savage journey, make sure that you're vibrating higher and take a break from social media. Um, listen, I'm trying to get through this. I'm, I might have to do two episodes. Damn, I'm running out of time. But anyway, uh, rest is another way that I was vibrating higher. I'm resting now. I actually put myself in bed at 10 p.m. like a child. That's why I got to hurt and get off this thing because I got to go to bed. I got to clean this makeup off, wrap these braids up and get in the bed because my rest is serious. Everybody know my phone goes on do not disturb at 830 because I want to wind down. Sometimes we think, oh, I'm going to go to bed at 10. I'm going to wind down at 10. No, no, no. You should be winding down long before you're ready to close your eyes and rest because your mind will still be racing. You'll still be thinking about clothes, thinking about chores, thinking about the laundry, thinking about boo, thinking about... Start winding down so that when you are ready to go to bed, you can actually fall asleep. You ain't going to need no melatonin. Girl, just cut your mind off. Just get, get off your phone. Turn off the TV. Be in complete darkness in your room if you're comfortable sleeping like that. And just begin to let your mind find some peace and some rest. And um, so that was a way that I started to change by just resting earlier. Um, I was eating better. I've already started eating better. I've lost some weight. Uh, I lost a lot of weight, actually, because I had a surgery, but then I've also lost weight naturally. Um, continuing to surround myself with positivity. Um, I'm going to do an episode on how food affects our mood. I just don't have the time tonight, but it really does. So be careful what you're consuming and ingesting. Um, again, avoid becoming bitter. Don't take on a victim mentality. And then set and enforce healthy boundaries. Because when you're healing, literally, you're in the ICU. 
Like you are in the ICU of your life. Um, no different than when you're in the hospital. The ICU is very strict. You can't be loud in there. You got to have garments on to cover yourself. You got to wear a mask in there long before COVID. You have because that that space is conducive for healing. That space is conducive for fighting major disease and major germs and things like that. You have to consider your emotional healing the same way. You got to cut some stuff off. Like, no, mm -mm, you can't come in here today because every time I talk to you, you in a bad mood. Every time I talk to you, some dude is trifling. I, I can't with you today. You have to protect that conducive space that you're creating for your healing. It is a sacred space. So make sure that you begin to set and enforce boundaries unapologetically. And that's all I'm saying on that. All right, y'all, I'm going to get through these last two. And then I got to go because, baby, sis tired. Okay. I see y'all in the comments. I'm going to come back over there in a minute. I just really want to get through this to help y'all. Um, if this is too much, I apologize. I will take your feedback. If you like Tima, maybe break it down. Savage is a big word, okay? Maybe break it down next time. I will do that. But I thought that this would be good to get all of this out at once. Um, the next acronym or next letter in my acronym, why do I keep saying acronym? The next letter in my acronym is to adjust. Adjusting and accepting are two different things. Accepting says, I recognize that this is over. Adjusting says, I recognize that this is over. Now what? What do I do with myself from here? One of the, the biggest things I had to do, and I said this earlier, and I'm just revisiting it because I want it, I really want to like magnify how important this part is, is to just experience your emotions. Let yourself feel what you're feeling. If it's anger, if it's hurt, if it's uh, disappointment, if it's fear. And I want to take a moment to talk about fear because I was afraid. I'm 40 years old, okay? I'm 40. I ain't no little girl no more. And so I'm like, oh my God, this relationship didn't work. I'm going to die alone, okay? Like, I had those moments. Like, oh my God. Like, maybe God only gives you a certain amount of, you know, opportunities in your lifetime to be with someone. I think I ran out of opportunities. Like, I literally was having those kind of thoughts. That fear was coming up like, oh, my God, I'm going to be alone. I had to feel it. Was it real? No. You know, we know we all know, you know, fear is false evidence appearing real. Right. Come on, church folk. Come on. Can I get an amen in the comments? Hallelujah. OK, we all know that that's what that means. But you, that still was a real emotion for me. Fear came up in this journey for me. And so feel what you're going to feel. That's all I wanted to say on that. Um, get comfortable with being by yourself. Being alone is not lonely. They're not the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to keep telling myself, Tima, you're alone. You're not lonely. And it's temporary. Me being alone is temporary. And so I have to, again, speak and be kind to myself. Like, Tima, don't have that thought. You're not going to die alone. That ain't fair. God wouldn't do you like that. Like, come on now. Like, you know, talk yourself out of having those negative thoughts. You are the first person to hear every word that comes out of your mouth. Everything that we say is a mantra, is an affirmation. So be careful how you talking to you. Like literally, I really had to say, like, come on now, Tima. Why are you being so mean to us today? Like what we do to you? Be kinder. I was like, no, you are not going to die long, girl. You're too dope for that. Come on now. There's somebody out there that wants you right now. Get it together, okay? So be kind to yourself, but get comfortable being alone or being by yourself, rather. Um, make room for your future. Again, this healing is the best way to get ready for what's ahead of you. 
because some of us are stuck in this season because we're not ready for the next one. You got to grow up. You can't you can't go to second grade still acting like a first grader. You can't do it. I tell my daughter that all the time. That's why I'm using it as a reference because she always talk about being in big girl school. I'm like, girl, you got a lot to do here in the first grade before you're ready for second grade. And some of y'all stuck in first grade and the rest of us are in 10th. Like, come on. You got you got to get yourself ready for your future. And it's not just speaking the affirmations and speaking the mantras and posting the post and reading the books. Like you got to do the inner work. If God were to present to you right now what you say you want, could you honestly say you were ready for it without doing any of the work? Are you really ready to chew steak and potatoes or are you still on milk? Because some of us say we want steak dinner and we will choke and die because you have not yet gotten off your milk. So grow up, work through your stuff and get ready for your future. Because I promised myself, I said, girl, that next one, I'm stepping into that thing whole and healed. I ain't messing up nobody and I ain't getting messed up again. So make sure that you're making room for your future. And then give yourself space. Break up with the breakup. It became annoying after a while. I got tired of talking about it. Oh, y'all broke up? And I'm like, yeah, girl. You know, we just didn't work. I loved it. And then I was like, you know what? Yes, it's over. Mm -hmm. Moving on with my life. And not again in a disrespectful way to him or to say the relationship ain't mean nothing to me. It did. But sometimes we could literally get attached to the breakup. We like the attention that it gives. We like talking about it. We like being able to say how wonderful we was to the person. Girl, let that break up with the breakup. Okay, move on from it. Let that thing go. It's over. Let it go. You ain't going to be able to make room for your future still holding on to the breakup. Yeah, girl, he hurt me. I'm, I'm so, you know, he, he did this. And I'm not, I'm not talking about my ex. I'm just making fun of somebody else who do this. Girl, yeah, he hurt me. You know, he ain't really want to be with me no more. He wasted my time. I was just an option for him. Girl, everything that comes out your mouth is a mantra. Everything that comes out your mouth is an affirmation. You literally telling the universe, don't nobody respect me. Well, start respecting yourself. I cut conversations off. People be like, oh, dang, y'all broke up. We did. Yeah. Thank you, though. <clears throat> so about what I'm working on, I got a book coming out. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm not spending no more time talking about this. This is going to be the last time we talk about this, actually. And I'm only doing this to help somebody because I'm not I'm no longer investing energy and time into talking about what broke me in a breakup. It's time to heal and move forward. So that's that's what I want to say about adjust. One of the, my favorite things I want to talk about now is the G in Savage. I want to talk about gratitude. This is probably the step that changed my life the most is gratitude. I was a very entitled person and I didn't even realize it until my relationship ended. I felt like because I was doing good things and I was investing in people and I was helping women to heal through writing in the Diamond Writers. And I was giving Workday my best as an executive. And I was being the best mom to my kids that I am supposed to have the best life. That I'm supposed to get everything just because. Girl, bro. I didn't appreciate anything. I literally felt so entitled. No, I'm supposed to have a good, a good career. I got three degrees. So... It's people out here with more degrees than that, and they still working in the mall. They still trying to get a corporate career. I had this attitude like I'm supposed to drive a BMW and be in a big house because I make a lot of money. 
So it's a lot of people with the same thing and don't have some of those things that you have. And that's exactly why my car got taken. I'm not speaking that. But anyway, y'all get my point. I did not have an attitude of gratitude. I did not. I literally just felt like I was supposed to have the things that I had. I work. I'm supposed to get a paycheck. I have degrees. I'm supposed to have a nice executive career. I give to women. I'm supposed to have people give me things. No. Mm -mm. No. No. So me being humbled this way has taught me to appreciate every. When I said, listen, I told you at the start of this call, I start everything, every activity, every day with intention and gratitude. Before I do anything, I say thank you for this because I realized how much I was robbing myself from a fulfilled life just because I didn't know how to say thank you. God ain't going to keep blessing you if you don't know how to say thank you. God is not going to keep giving you things if you don't know how to appreciate what you have. I was so focused on what I was losing instead of paying attention to what I had, what was left. Yeah, I lost a lot, but what do you have left? Be grateful for it. Be grateful for it. And so my attitude of gratitude, like I make appreciation a priority. Everything I do, I'm like, oh, real quick. Thank you, God, for this. Thank you, you know, Diamonds, for supporting my vision. Thank you, friend, for being there for me. Thank you, friend, for giving me my space to heal. Thank you. You know, I'm literally thanking everybody. It's driving some people crazy because they're like, Tima, we get it. You're, you're grateful. Stop. But I need to pour it out. I have years to make up for being selfish and being entitled. And so now I'm like overflowing in gratitude. Like I'm thanking God, this bottle of water, baby, because I could be thirsty. Thank you, Lord. Like seriously, I am grateful. And so I made appreciation and gratitude a priority. I also have a gratitude journal. My my um, good friend and big sister slash mentor, Tony, um, Altonia Dugar, y'all go follow her. These in the trap, calm plus peace. Sis is doing it. Y'all go follow her. She taught me something called the 10 by 10 by 10 method. And it's where I spend time writing in my gratitude journal, where I write down 10 things I'm grateful for. I write down 10 positive words to affirm myself. And then I write down 10 ways that I'm going to honor myself that week. And I do it weekly. I don't do it daily. It's a lot. So I do it weekly. Um, but it has literally changed my disposition and my mindset every morning. Every single morning I lead with this activity and it helps to, to help me navigate through the day. It sets the tone for my day. It sets expectations and intentions in a positive way. And it's not saying I'm going to be exempt from hardship through the day. It's not saying I'm not going to have a rough moment, but it simply means I make gratitude the priority. How many of y'all tithe? Y'all know tithing is giving God the first fruit, right? First fruit of your points, of your finances. Gratitude is giving God the appreciation of the day. Start with gratitude. Don't do nothing until you say thank you. Because I promise you, it literally will shape the rest of your day. And again, not perfect because my day still ain't perfect. I still ain't got a car and other things. But I guarantee you, my attitude is better. It's like, oh, yeah, you know what? That kind of sucks. But it's okay because I'm grateful that I can call a Lyft or an Uber. And I'm, I got groceries. I got ways to get around. So starting with gratitude is going to help you to heal a lot. Because you're actually going to realize a lot of what you're dealing with is not broken pieces. It's, it's selfishness, it's pride, it's ego. And when you allow God to remove that and reveal what's actually broken, it ain't even gonna take that much to heal. But when you got all that other stuff on top of it, 
You got your ego, your pride, your attitude, your entitlement, all of that sitting on top. It makes it look like it makes the wound look bigger. Y'all ever see a kid freak out over a little cut? And then when you wipe all the blood from around it, it's this little tiny ass cut. And you're like, no, we didn't do all this hollering over it. That's how we do. God, my heart is broken. Oh, I'm so broken. Jesus, help me. We do all this dramatic. I'm so broken. And then God start to wipe the blood from around the wound. And it's, it's this big. It was just pride making it look bigger, deeper. It was, it was, you know, all ego, all them other things that don't belong there that made your wound look so much larger and so deep and so hard. Mm -mm. He could just stitch that thing up and you can move on. You could be mended so much sooner if you got rid of all of that. And you know what gets rid of ego and pride and a, a mentality of entitlement? Gratitude. That's free. Y'all welcome. Mm -hmm. Again, <laughs> under gratitude is positive reflection. It influences your behavior and your mindset. It really does. Sometimes we are so focused on what we want out of life, what we want out of love, what we want in our finances, what we want in our careers, that we don't take the time to reflect on what we've already gotten. I got three degrees and don't even hang them up. I am the only person in my family with one, let alone three, and I don't even show appreciation by showcasing them and, and hanging them up. And so that's where I was like, oh, I got to do more positive reflection. What are some things that I have that I'm grateful for that I probably didn't even realize that I had? And so spending that time doing positive reflection, that was my alarm going off telling me I need to get ready for bed. So I'm hurry up and get through these and let y'all go. Um, someone wrote under my post, I cannot remember who you are, but thank you for writing this under my post. But they said, don't focus on what you lost, focus on what you have left. And I think that is a great way to, um, to express gratitude. So that is my G. And now we are finally down to the E and then I'm done and I'm out of here. And that is to simply enjoy life on your savage journey. You have to learn to enjoy your life. You are blessed. You are here. You are whole. If you work on it, you know, all the things that you think you can't have, you can if you have the right attitude and the right mindset. So begin to enjoy life. Choose happiness. I don't care how hard your day is, how hard your life is, your job, your kids. Y'all know I, y'all know that second child of mine make me question the meaning of life, okay? Listen, single motherhood is kicking my ass, but I'm choosing to be happy. I'm choosing joy every single day. I refuse to be sad and angry and bitter and upset. I'm missing out on too much doing all of that. So I wake up and choose happiness. I just start smiling because I got a cute smile and it's going to be even cuter when these braces come off. I choose to be happy every single day. Um, invest in yourself and your goals. You know, make sure that the things that interest you, that you're taking time to do them for yourself. Because sometimes we do get so focused on motherhood and our careers and our, you know, um, friends and other commitments that we lose sight of what the things are that we want for ourselves. So make sure that you are still prioritizing yourself and your goals. Make those things important. Um, I just said that prioritize self, be present in your life. Like when you're present, flowers smell that much better. Candles smell that much better. The light is that much brighter. Like I swear to you, I don't know how to describe it, but when you are present, everything is magnified. Everything seems stronger. 
everything seems more real to you because you're no longer distracted by other things. You are present. I was at a um, conference last week, the Sisters in Sales Conference. Shout out to them and Chantel George, the founder. Amazing conference. I am soaking in everything that the speakers are saying because, again, I've already had this shift, this um, mental shift that I'm going to be present. But I started to look around me and all the women around me were on their phones. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Y'all are missing all of this. This woman is teaching in here. But everybody was like this, checking email, responding to text on social media. I mean, I don't know if that's what they was doing. That's what I'm assuming. But I'm like, damn, they are missing some gems up here. This woman is pouring into us about how to advance our careers. And they all on their phones. And I said, I am so grateful that I had this realization before that conference because I would have been on my phone. I would have missed all that I got listening in those workshops because I learned and taught myself to be present. So I ain't miss nothing. I got it all, y'all. I'm telling you, I'm so full. Um, be open. Be open to new experiences. Explore your interests. Do new stuff. I'm going to a, um, a rug making class with a friend of mine. Like, who? Making rugs? Let's do it. I'll try it. We're literally going to learn how to make rugs. I'm, I swear to you, I'm not even joking. It's, it's a rug event and I'm going. That's new for me, but I'm like, why not? I've done enough sipping paints. I've done enough brunch. Let me try something new. So I'm actually looking forward to it and I'm gonna have a rug and y'all better compliment it when y'all come through my door. Okay, Tima, you made that rug, girl, that's cute. That's my rug. So yeah, be open. So that's it, y'all. That is savage. That was my savage journey, my healing journey um, after that breakup. This is the space that I'm in. I'm feeling really good. I feel whole. I feel the healing happening. Obviously, I still have some more work to do. Um, it, it, you know, healing is a is a journey. It is not a destination. Um, it is a marathon. You know what I'm saying? It is not a sprint. And so I'm constantly doing the work. So I want to leave y'all with my final thoughts. Um, don't rush this process. As I just mentioned, it takes time to return to yourself. When you have poured out in a relationship, when you have been, um, you know, in a relationship where you were significant to that other person, sometimes you you really do over, you overextend yourself, right? You overshare, you overgive. Sometimes you even bleed out because you've, you've given them so much. And so know that it's going to take just as much time to heal and to return to self as it took you to be in that relationship and to invest in that relationship. Um, acknowledge where you were and where you are. Where I was six months ago is not where I'm at today. And I am so like, I'm trying not to get emotional. I am so proud of myself. Like team of six months ago, y'all know my diamonds know. I wanted to fight. I wanted to go off. I was blaming. Tima now is like, you know what? This is a part of my life journey. It's okay. And I'm so freaking proud of myself. I'm so, I'm a better mom. I'm a better employee. I hope I'm a better diamond leader. Y'all can drop that in the comments because I'm doing this work for real. I ain't just posting about it. I ain't just saying it. I'm actually here doing the work every single day. And so I'm very proud of that. I'm not where I was and I'm not yet where I want to be, but I love where I'm at. I am right where I'm supposed to be in this moment, in this season. Um, again, um, I told y'all that I had grown a lot in the relationship. And so it caused me to handle the breakup differently. Make sure that you acknowledge that. Don't completely shit on the person that you was with. 
If they were good to you and they did invest in you and they gave you something in the relationship, don't say they didn't. Don't take that away from them because that's not fair. Now, if they cheated or they were abusive, that's different. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a mature agreement that this relationship ain't working. Don't try to make them the villain. You don't, it, not everything has to have a villain and a hero. Every, every situation don't have to be like that. Some can literally just be, we didn't work. That's okay. There's friendships that don't work. There's jobs that don't work out. Why is love, life, and relationships any different? And so don't cause that person to be the villain and don't make yourself the victim. Just let it be what it was. Um, I already shared that with you guys. When given the opportunity, make a different choice. Um, the last thing, the last two things I want to share is don't lose your faith in love. Don't. I refuse to. I absolutely refuse to lose my faith in love. I know there's somebody out there that's going to adore me, especially now that I'm working on myself and healing. And so I believe that I will draw that toward me. But you have to decide if you want that. Again, making room for your future. Do the work. And so the last thing I want to tell y'all is do the work now so that you can show up healthy in your next relationship. Make sure that you seriously invest in your healing Healing is the prerequisite to happiness and wholeness, I promise you. And so if you don't want a, a healthy relationship, don't do no work. But if you do want to change your dating pattern and you want to change your relationships in terms of the constant breakups, if that's you, you got to do this work. And I can't tell you what that work looks like. Only you know what that work looks like. So I'm done. I'm going to jump in these comments, see who's in here, show y'all some love. And then I'm letting y'all go because I got to go to bed. Um, Jessica says, we are proud of you. Mwah, thank you, my diamond sister. I so appreciate you. Tanisha says, be proud. You are amazing. Thank you so much, sis. I so appreciate that. Nakisha, hello, beautiful. She says, there is so much of myself. I see in you. Thank you. I needed this. Thank you, sis, for being on here. I appreciate the energy that you're contributing. I'm so grateful that you're here. Colleen says, so freaking proud of you. Thank you, sis. Y'all ain't gonna make me cry diamonds. I'm about to log off. Y'all playing too much. Uh, Daisha says, proud of you and your transparency. Thank you, beautiful. I so appreciate you. I so appreciate you. Tanisha says, there are no victims and no villains, just lessons. Come on now. No loss, just lessons. And then Tarika, hello, gorgeous. Oh my God, it's been years. Hi, beautiful. She says, this was good. Thank you so much. Thank y'all so much for being here tonight. Thank you for listening. Allow me to tell my story and share my journey. I am still in the midst of this. I appreciate any support. If y'all want to drop some love on my wall or on social media, do we still call it a wall? Or is that, that was my space. On my feed, if y'all want to show me some love, I could really use the encouragement. Some days are harder than others, but there are no bad days. There are no bad days. So thank y'all. And as always, we're my diamonds. Y'all know the line. Continue to hustle and shine. Mwah. Good night.